Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Doc Sportscast today. So Aurora and I are here to give you a lot of updates. There's been a lot of things going on in the sports world. Um, we wanted to wait a little bit to comment, you know, say say anything about, you know, Antonio Brown. Um, now that he's come out with his statement, uh, we figured that we would discuss it. Um, we'll probably do a bonus episode um, either like tom- today, maybe tomorrow, um, giving updates on like the NFL playoff situation and things like that. I mean, there's just so much other stuff going on. We we can't even really talk about that, which should be the focus of right now. Um, but we can't talk about that just yet because there's so much other things that we do need to touch on here. So, um, like I said, we are very excited. Happy New Year's to everybody. Um, hope everybody had a safe and happy uh, New Year's at home. Obviously, COVID cases are rising across the country. I hope, um, you know, this, this spread can stop, uh, fairly quickly and everybody can get back to, you know, uh, type of normalcy and things like that. Um, you know, just have safe practices, you know, do the right thing, you know, wear your mask when you need to wear your mask, uh, wash your hands, sanitize, you know, just, just do the things that you're supposed to do. And this shouldn't become an issue guys. It's becoming an issue because people get relaxed. And when we get relaxed, we make mistakes. Um, but at some point this thing's probably going to get like the flu where, Hey guys, we're living with this, and we there's a vaccine that comes out every year, and you get it, and you move forward, and if you don't get it, you get the flu, and it's just you know going to be very similar to that. At least that's what I see. It's what I've heard from the you know professionals I've talked to at some hospitals. Um, but yeah, with that being said, uh, we do want to say Aurora and I are official travel agents specializing in Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, World Caribbean, Carnival Cruise Line, Sandals Resorts. Uh, so reach out to us. We'd love to help book your next set of magical memories um, with us. Now we'll jump into the first topic. L- real quick, we do want to talk about this. Novak Djokovic, um, he did get a... He's the number one tennis player in the world, for those of you who don't know, because a lot of people I know don't follow tennis like Aurora and I. Um, Aurora loves tennis. It's probably one of her favorite sports, uh, probably her favorite, because she loves watching that ball go back and forth um, and wants to keep chasing it. So, Novak Djokovic uh, got a medical exemption uh, from getting the vaccine uh, to play at the um, Australian Open. And... While I'm a huge fan of Novak Djokovic, I'm a huge fan of his, there are other players that got this exemption, okay? So it wasn't like it was just special for him. He's the only one that really heard about because people were going to be upset if he didn't play. You know, some of these other players that got exemptions weren't as, you know, uh, high, high level of players. They weren't ranked as high, and so it wasn't a big deal. Novak Djokovic was given that exemption, and so it did go out in the news. Um, but just to clarify, it was not a special thing that he got, and nobody else got. There are other players who got medical exemptions uh, from this vaccine. Now, upon his arrival to Australia, um, his visa was revoked. Uh, he apparently did not have the correct type of visa. I mean, we're still getting some details, but um, for whatever reason, uh, his his exemption would not work with the visa that he had, um, and he is potentially um, going to be deported. Um He's facing possible deport deportation um, from Australia, meaning that you know they'll they'll make him fly out back out of the country, and he won't be allowed back in right now. Um, and while I'm a huge fan, I do want to see him play. I mean, to me, he's the best player in the world. I love watching him play. Um, it is very, is very good to see that there isn't any favoritism. There's no uh, special treatment that he's getting. This is something that happened to him. Um, and you know, just because he is who he is, they're not changing policies. 
right? And that's that's a good thing. I like to see that. Um, but if he followed all the protocols, he followed the right protocols and everything, he should be able to play. Now, if he didn't follow the right protocols, if there's a legitimate reason that he is possibly getting deported and some of these other players that got exemption aren't getting deported, okay, tell us what that is. Let us know what it is. Let us know why it was different for him than other players. Because again, we don't want favoritism in a positive way toward the top athletes, you know, letting them get away with stuff. We also don't want negative things where they get punished more than a regular player, like, you know, a, a non-top, you know, top 50 player. Um, so I, I just want to make sure it's fair across the board for everybody, um, which will be good. I think we'll get more details on this. And, and um, you know, Rafael Nadal came out and said, you know, Novak can make his own decisions. And, you know, it, there's just... Um, there are just consequences that come along with your decisions. And that's true for everyone, guys. Um, I hate Rafael Nadal as a player. I, I can't stand watching him play. I don't I don't like him on the court. Um, and I don't like him typically off the court. But I agree with him in this sense. I really do. Um, you know, I'm looking past my fanhood here and saying, you know, I agree with Rafael Nadal. Um, I think he's absolutely right. And it's the things that we've said on the podcast uh, for sure um, throughout this whole thing. You have your own decision. No one f is forcing you. People want to come up and say, oh, I'm forced to get the vaccine. I'm forced to do this. I'm forced to... No one is forcing anyone to do anything. In this country, in, in some other countries, there are countries that are forcing certain things, but but no one's forcing you here um, in, in America um, to go get a vaccine or, or whatever. And people want to say, oh, I'm being forced. No, you're not. You're being given a choice. Just like a child who really wants something and they're going to say, you're making me do this. You're making me not be able to get this. No, I'm giving you a choice. Okay, if, if a child goes in a store and wants two toys, and you tell them you can only get one, you have to make a choice. Well, you're making me not happy. You're making me um, upset. You're making me... No, I'm not. I'm giving you a choice. It's your choice to pick what you want to pick. But just know, if you pick this toy, you won't get the other one. If you pick this toy, you won't get that one. So it's the same thing here. You know, if you want to keep a job in certain employers, that's the thing. There's so many things out of your control. Life is about not having control. <laughs> like, I know a lot of control freaks. I mean, heck, my, my wife comes from a, a family of it. But when you come from a sense of, I have to control everything, your life's going to be stressful your entire life. Life is about letting go of thinking you can control everything, of thinking that you have control over everything. Life is about choices. You make your own choices. You make this life what you want with it, and that's what it is. So just know there are consequences to every choice you make. There's a consequence to every choice I make. There's a consequence to if I give Aurora a treat early this morning, well, that means that I can't give her one later in the day um, because, you know, the vet tells me I can only give her one treat a day or something. You know, like, I'm making choices, I'm making decisions, and you know there's pros and cons to each. That's how life is, and you learn early on as a child to make decisions, and you learn opportunity costs, weighing the benefits and the and the the pros and cons, right? Um, so so I agree with Rafael Nadal on this. It is a decision he made his decision, and yeah, if this is happening, it's a shame. It sucks that it's happening to him. Um, that that there was something not checked. There was something that wasn't confirmed that he would be okay to go there. Um, and yeah, it, it sucks that he will not be playing. But um, I can appreciate the fact that no matter what his name is, no matter what he his rank is as a tennis player, 
they're holding to something. And that's really good because we see in other situations that's not happening, like in the NBA and NFL right now. So, um, and it's really interesting because, guys, we were actually scheduled. I, I schedule out some of our episodes, and we were actually scheduled this week to talk about why is it athletes can't be treated as equal with other athletes, with regular people, why do players get passes and things like that. We had actually scheduled that, and um, with some recent things going on, it ties right in, uh, things with Kyrie Irving, Antonio Brown, like these things tie in beautifully into what we were wanting to talk about anyway. Um, so, you know, the thing is, it's it's coming from a place of understanding why is it that they're, they're not treated as equal, okay? And what I'm getting at here is when you take examples of this, you can see the trend, okay? Why does Kyrie Irving get a pass when he wants to sit out, when he wants to uh, sit out games and refuse things and whatnot? Okay, why does he get a pass? Why does a team... Why is a team able to say, okay, well, well, we'll pay you to sit on your butt, or we are going to bring you back like they recently decided to do and let you play in away games only? I don't see other players getting the chance to do that because those players aren't as good, I guess. Um, you know, Richard Sherman, he got a pass, um, and he is playing in Tampa Bay. There's a trend there with Tampa Bay. They're willing to take some boneheads right now because they're willing, they want to win games. They want to win championships right now. So they're willing to take some guys who have shown they don't necessarily have the best moral aptitude. And that is troubling on the outside looking in. Like, what's going on? Why is it that we're being shown that winning is above moral standards? Winning is above, like, right and wrong. That's what we're being shown, and it's not a good thing for adults, for children, for business owners like out there. It's not a good thing to be shown this. Jameis Winston got a pass after groping a woman. You know, like these are things that people want to say, okay, well, they messed up. Okay, but we still want to see them play. So let's get them back. Okay, let's give them a second chance. Okay, people say that. I get it. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott was given a pass still after multiple off field violence issues. He's had multiple issues. Okay, guys. Go back, look at the history. This it's not it's not a one and done thing. He has had multiple off-field violence issues come up. All right? When these things come up on multiple occasions, what has happened to Ezekiel Elliott? Nothing. He's still playing. He's still playing in the NFL. He didn't like he's protected. Jerry Jones protects his people especially the guys who are going to help him possibly win games. And that's what happened with Ezekiel Elliott. Antonio Brown continued to get passes after racist comments of a general manager calling him a cracker. Okay, that's racist. People want to talk about racism and they only want to look at it from the standpoint of like, you know, Caucasian people being um, racist toward African-Americans. Why is it that people can't look at it the other way either? Because somebody calling a white person a cracker, that's racist too. That's a derogatory term toward a white person. That's not good to be able to use that. And so nothing was done with that. Now, now with this incident, where's the line? Where is the line, guys? With, with Antonio Brown's recent incident. Where is that line? Is there a line that the NFL can that you can cross and the NFL and the NBA and all these sports leagues are going to sit there and say, "You know what? You're done." Like we you clearly are showing 
You can't make morally good decisions. You're clearly showing you're not a good face of this league. You're not a professional. Where's that line at? Sexual assault case filed from Brittany Taylor. Okay, lawsuit. The lawsuit against Antonio Brown from Brittany Taylor is still not resolved. Still not resolved. And it, and an additional sexual assault came out with, and he only got an eight game suspension for that. Okay. This is multiple offenses after racist comments. Okay. And then now you have this issue where he's making a thing, uh, you know, a big scene on the field. Okay. And we'll get into some of the things that he said, but off field issues need to be looked at more seriously. And we need to show the youth of the world it's not okay. Okay? These are adults. They know right and wrong. This is not a high school kid. These are guys who went to college. These are guys who, you know, even if they spent, you know, one hour in a classroom while they were there, in some cases, like, these are guys who went to college they know right and wrong. They've been told right and wrong. And especially after they commit an offense one time, they're told it's wrong. They still do it. You know? It's a, it's a huge problem. And I just don't understand why we can just give passes to people. You know? I, I just don't understand it. When you look at, look at the Raiders. Okay? Nate. Hobbs. Alright. Um I Nate Hobbs is let me pull this up real quick. I want to make sure I'm talking about proper things here. So Nate Hobbs was arrested on a DUI charge. Okay. He is expected to play. Okay. This upcoming weekend for the Raiders. All right. This <laughs> This is ridiculous. Okay? He's a rookie that will likely return to the football guild against the Chargers on Sunday after a DUI. Do you know what also happened for the Las Vegas Raiders earlier this year? They had another player who killed someone. Because he was under the influence while driving a vehicle. He killed someone and their dog, okay, in an accident that was caused by him because he was under the influence. And you're going to tell me that it's okay to have a, a literally less than, you know, two months later, you got a rookie cornerback who commits a DUI, who didn't learn from his teammate's horrible mistake. And you're going to let it slide? He's going to play the very next week? Are you kidding me right now? Are you actually kidding me right now? Please tell me you're kidding me. This is absurd. It's absurd. These people, the, these, these athletes, professionals, these you know NFL players, NBA players, whatever you want to call them, these athletes, professionals, people, these individuals know right and wrong. They are adults. They know the difference between right and wrong, especially when they're being shown it by other people in the same organization making a bad choice. And if you're the Raiders, you need to step up as a franchise 
And you need to sit his butt down. And you need to say, no, you're done. You're not playing for us right now. Okay? It's ridiculous. The NFL has taught... Look, going back to Antonio Brown. The NFL has taught Antonio Brown that there isn't a line to cross. Remember when we asked that question a few minutes ago? Where's that line? There is no line to cross. The NFL has shown Antonio Brown there is no line to cross. Whatever he wants to do, he can do whatever he wants, and it doesn't matter if you're talented, somebody will sign you, you'll make money, that's how it goes. He's like a kid sitting in the corner with a Sharpie, looking at his mother as he draws Sharpie on the wall, waiting for the mom to come over and tell him, hey, stop that and walk away and let him keep doing it because that's what keeps happening. Okay, You're not teaching the right things to these adults, and it sucks that you have to teach this stuff to adults, but someone clearly needs to. Whether it's Elliot, whether it's Brown, whether it's Winston, Kyrie, whoever it is, these people need to get uh, these these athletes need to understand that this is not like they are not immune to the regular world. They're not immune to the real world. They're not immune to the legal world. They're they're not immune to moral judgment from people and you know moral judgment from companies. If if someone gets arrested for a DUI and they work for a law firm, they're likely to lose their job. Okay, this is no different. It's no different when these athletes go do the same thing. They know the right and wrong. This shouldn't be happening. Someone fix it, especially after... And I get second chances. I understand. But here's the thing. We'll talk about what Antonio Brown said. He came out and finally made his statement, okay? And he made a huge, long, lengthy statement. And my thing is, if you have to make a big, long, lengthy statement like that, there's clearly, clearly something that you're trying to get across. You're trying to skew something because otherwise, why does it matter? You know what was done, give a few words and that's it. But he gave a full, huge, lengthy statement and he says he was hurting, okay? He was hurting, he was in pain, they wanted him to keep playing and that's why he you know, left and, and walked off the field and all that. Then why did you gallop and jog off the field? If you're in that much pain, if you're in that much pain and you literally, in your statement that you made, said you clearly couldn't go you clearly couldn't go and perform anymore why are you galloping and jumping up and down and throwing your hands up and jogging off the field okay if he's in pain you would ask to be carted off the field or have a teammate walk you off the field or if no one's going to help you walk off the field yourself there was no limp there was no noticeable wincing of pain from him he's full of it Antonio Brown is full of it okay he wants to say you know and maybe he'll say oh I was injected with stuff blah 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 I didn't feel it okay well if you didn't feel it then how'd you know there was a problem how did you know at certain point in the game oh it's too much I'm done that would mean you're feeling the pain that would mean you know something's wrong that would mean that you're not going to sit there and you know I mean, he practically could have done cartwheels out there on his way out because it was the same, like he was jumping up and down, waving his hands, jogging off the field. He's full of it, guys. He thinks we're stupid. He thinks people are stupid and they're going to listen to him. He's trying to become a victim here, okay? And then his statement says, next season, business going to be booming, okay? The NFL needs to put a stop to this. 
Teams need to put a stop to this. This is a guy who's showing a mockery of the league, of organizations, of coaches. He is showing he doesn't respect and care for anyone out there but himself in in many situations. And he's showing that he's unprofessional and he's manipulating. Okay? I'm point blank. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know the truth. I wasn't there. I don't know if Bruce, Bruce Arians knows he was he was hurt. I don't know if, you know, what was said on the sidelines. I don't know what was done on the sidelines. But I do know if you're hurting enough as a professional athlete who loves football, apparently, and loves to compete and gives it your all when you're out there, like he said in a statement, and you're hurting and in pain so much that you're not going to go out there and perform for yourself, for your teammates, for your coaches, for, for whoever, you wouldn't be galloping off the field. You wouldn't be jogging off the field. Okay? So I don't care what you're trying to th- throw at us. I don't care what you're trying to say. Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. They tried to force me. You still jogged off the field. You still galloped off the field. You still jumped up in the air waving your hands up and down. Okay? You still did that. You didn't do it in a professional manner. You didn't do it in a way that, like, your team should have been penalized for what you did in the end zone during active play. And they weren't, thankfully, because it was clear at that point that what he was doing had no showing of the actual team itself because the team's a little bit more professional than that, thankfully. But Brown literally easily, easily could have walked even if he didn't have a limp, even if he wasn't hurt, even if he wasn't hurting enough to have a limp, he could have walked off the field professionally, waved at fans, walked in the tunnel, but no, he made a mockery of it. He made it all about him. He made the spotlight on him. He jumped up and down. He showed he wasn't hurting. He didn't have a limp while he was jogging. This is not something that people are stupid enough to believe. And if you are, my God, watch the tape. Watch it. It's, it's absurd, okay? So, he didn't do anything professionally. He handled it in a childish manner. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And and yeah, I'm not high on the guy. I've never been high on the guy. But if another athlete did something like that, that's not professional, man. That's not professional. We've had athletes before that get hurt. We've had athletes before that have situations come up and they walk off the field, they walk off the court, they do things the right way in a professional manner, and they talk about things later in a press conference. They come out with a statement later because that's a professional thing to do instead of acting out, making a big scene and a mockery of things and, you know, showing you're not hurt, clearly, if you're jumping up and down and crap in the end zone. So, you know, he's trying to play the victim. And he sits there and says, business is going to be booming next year. I mean, I hope that teams realize this man should not be on your team. This is a guy that everybody was sitting there saying, oh my gosh, mental health, mental health awareness, mental health. It's not a mental health problem. He said it in his statement. It's not a mental health problem. He has shown that he will continuously do these things. He has made you know, bad decisions. He has had situations come up you know, sexual assaults and all these things. Like, if you're living a certain lifestyle, these things will come up. If you if you live a certain lifestyle, you're around certain types of people, 
then these things will come up. But if you're living a different type of lifestyle, sexual assault allegations wouldn't be happening, you know, or it shouldn't be. I mean, look, I don't know what happened. The jury's still out on all this. So we can't sit there and say, but we can say there's repeated situations of issues coming from this person. Why would you want him to represent your team, your organization, your 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 franchise, your city? Why would you want him to represent that? I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I hope that people will finally realize this person does not need to be in the NFL anymore. He has lost that privilege because what else can, does it take? What more does it take? Because he's pushing as much as he can and getting right back on the field whenever he wants. It's crazy when you really think about it. All right. And he wants to sit there and say, Bruce Arians looked at him and said, you're done. And he said, he put his finger to his throat and, you know, made a cut, um, a cut, um, action with his finger. Okay. Look, I'll tell you this guys. There's so many cameras on in the stadium. There's so many cameras on sidelines. There's so many cameras watching things happen during games. If that happened, 95% sure a camera would have got that on tape. Okay? A camera would have gotten that on tape. The fact that he wants to say that and no camera has shown evidence, because as soon as he comes out with that, I guarantee ESPN, all these places would have been looking on every camera they have to find that image. And no one's come out with this. Maybe they do. Okay, maybe they do. And that's fine. That's great. That's evidence. But I highly, highly doubt that that happened and no one has seen it on camera and it wasn't recorded somewhere. Okay. So I, I think he's full of it right now. I think he, I think regardless of what comes out with that, he's still full of it. He wasn't hurt. If he was hurt, he would have walked off the field. He would have took taken care of himself and walked slowly off the field. Um, and he didn't. He didn't. He showed that, oh, I'm feeling good. I'm fine. I'm going to jump up and down the end zone and make everything all about me. It's ridiculous, okay? Regardless of what you think of him as a player, a person, whatever, that was not the way to handle that situation, and it was clearly showing that his statement right now is a lie. He was not hurt that much, as he says in his statement, to be able to come off the field and jump up and down, like doing jumping jacks and crap on his way out of the, the stadium. I just think it's ridiculous. And he says it's not a mental health situation. I know professionals in the mental health field that have told me this is not a mental health situation. They're, like, this is just a person acting out. This is just a person that makes bad decisions. Like, and that's what I believe that he is. And that's what I believe he's done. Um, and the other thing is you can't help people if they don't want it. If somebody doesn't want help, you can't fix people. You can't, People say you can't fix stupid. Well, you can't, okay? They have to try and fix it themselves. They have to want to fix it. So even if, even if, Okay, it's a mental health problem. He doesn't want to get it fixed, and you can't force people to do anything. So, so this is a person that you still shouldn't want on your NFL team. It's still a person you shouldn't want in the league because if it's a mental health issue, these things will continue to happen. If it's not a mental health issue, these things will continue to happen. Either way, it's going to continue to happen. So why don't we put a stop to it finally? Okay. Now, I'm all for second chances. I'm all for it. Okay. But why does a mistake not make a bigger impact to their career? It's not easy to come back. It's too easy to come back and make so much more money 
after you've done some of these things. Look at Ezekiel Elliott. Look at look at Brown this year. He made a good amount of money. I mean, look at these guys when they make these issues. Richard Sherman, he got signed by a team and is making a bunch of, bunch of money this year. Like, it's too easy to come back, you know? When a second offense is made, that should be the end of it. There's too many third and fourth or even more chances that these guys get. The NFL and NBA, you know, for that matter, you know, keep they keep these individuals who these individuals who cause harm and even traumatic experiences to others out in the world. They keep them. They keep them employed. They keep them out there. They keep them, you know, having the ability to to have a livelihood and this needs to be seriously looked at i firmly believe the nfl needs to make these so-called professional athletes be treated as professionals have a percentage of their salary moving forward okay once they have something go wrong all right if it's a sexual assault allegation okay cool that allegations come out against you we're going to take a portion of your salary from now on after that allegation comes out Moving forward, it's going to go toward, you know, helping aid whatever that mistake is. So if it's a sexual assault allegation, you're going to have, you know, 10% or 20% of their salary, whatever it is, go towards this cause. So go towards sexual assault awareness campaigns and nonprofits. That's great on two occasions. Why is it that Watson, Deshaun Watson and Antonio Brown can even play? They can play. Both of them could play today, or this upcoming weekend. They could play if the teams chose to let it happen. While these investigations are going on, they're happening. Okay? And they'll make the same amount of money. That's the problem. Other professionals have suspensions from work until a verdict is issued, and they're suspended without pay. All right? If an athlete has something come up, where and yes, I know we don't know what's happening with the Sean Watson case. We don't know what's happening with Brown's sexual assault cases. Like yes, those verdicts are still out there, so they could be absolutely clean and clear of those things that happened allegedly. Um, but the thing is that if these players, these athletes, these professionals are penalized when these things come up and happen, they're going to be more aware. They're going to be more careful. They're going to live a, a lifestyle that keeps them from having these things pop up. And that's what needs to happen. They need to understand. It's, it's, it's what happens in every workplace. If you're a professional, if you're a manager, a director, a vice president of a company, whatever, you're held to a different level of standard. In your social media, what you say, all this stuff, it all reflects you. And companies will fire you. Companies will reprimand you. They'll dock your pay based on those things. That's how the world is. These athletes can be treated the same way, and I don't know why they're not. It's not fair that they're not being treated the same way as other professionals. Okay? So if an allegation comes out, okay, fine. We're going to suspend your pay throughout the time period that this is happening. All right? Once you come back... That money will be sitting there from your team. When the verdict is made, you can still play, but you're not going to get paid money. You're going to have all your expenses taken care of. You're going to file reports with the NFL to get expenses covered from your salary. So they'll take care of just your, your needs, okay? Your, your mortgage or car payments or whatever. Like They'll take care of those things maybe. I don't know. There's plenty of ways to look at this and figure it out. But, you know, say for example... That in this situation, 
10% of Antonio Brown's salary would go towards sexual assault aid. That's 20% for both incidents, okay? So 20% of his salary that he makes for the rest of his career would go toward a sexual assault aid, all right? Now, while the situation's going on with the NFL, while the investigation is going on, then, okay, the NFL needs to be more proactive and figure out what to do to make sure he's not making this absorbent amount of money while he's playing or find a way to keep that money put aside and say, hey, once once the court case is over, if you're ruled innocent, we'll pay you all that back. But the, the 10 to 20% is still going toward this, this charitable cause. Okay. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing that these athletes should want. It's a good image on the NFL because you're give, doing things for charity. Um, I get it. And I haven't flushed this out. This is like off the top of my head, guys. So yeah, there's probably a bunch of things that won't make this work or whatever. And you guys can blow me up if you want about that. I, like whatever. I'll look into it more and I'll make a defined you know, business plan if you want me to. But I think it's kind of stupid to do because no one's ever going to listen to this and do it. But that's 20% of his salary moving forward that would go to this cause. That's, you know, the remaining 80% that would stay in the NFL. And if he is, you know, you know, it's, if it comes out that he's innocent, okay, fine. You get all that money back. If it comes out that you're, that you were, that you're not innocent, then all of that money now goes back into either the NFL or it goes all of it goes toward aid of this nonprofit, this charity, um, you know, for sexual assault aid, or if it's domestic violence, domestic violence aid, like any of those things. Um, you know, so that's the one thing that it does. It, it's it's a great example to give back to charities and things like that. The other thing is the youth of today see that harm you cause to yourself and others won't just be shoved under the rug. Okay. Look at look at these college athletes. Look at these transfer portals and all this crap that's happening right now. Like there's no loyalty. There's like it doesn't matter. You know, you, you just oh if I don't like my situation, I'll just up and leave. Like I'm not staying to any commitments or anything like that. Like I'm not gonna do what I signed off on. Like this is absurd, guys. This is absolutely absurd. We're not giving good examples to youth. Oh, I'm a great athlete. I can do whatever I want. Oh, I'm the top quarterback at this college. I'm the top quarterback of this NFL team. I can do whatever I want, and my team's going to protect me. No, this is this is ridiculous. We're showing the youth of today that you know all the harm that you cause to yourself and others is going to be shoved under the rug. So just do whatever the heck you want to do. That's not that's not good. That's not a good example to be set, guys. And this would help to not set that example. Oh, you're not going to get paid if you you know are around shady people that something happens with them. If you get arrested because you're, you know, in a car with somebody who has a gun, maybe you shouldn't have been in a car with someone with a gun. Oh, well, I was in a car with somebody and they had drugs, but they weren't my drugs. You were in a car with someone with drugs. Like, maybe you need to hang out with a better crowd. Like, it's just these things need to be shown and it it would help the youth of today. Even an accusation can cause this, okay? If someone is accused of these things, they aren't living, like I said, professional lifestyle, um, I use that like in loose, <coughs> in loose terms. Um, so if you don't want to be accused of such things, lead a clean professional lifestyle like all other professionals have to do. You know, other industries have people, um, you know, have have other industries have people, you know, throughout their entire career, 
you know, they lose their entire career because of accusations, because of, you know, crimes out about them. You know, like they, they lose their entire livelihood because of these things. And yes, things can be falsely reported. You know, things can happen in a, in a bad way. Things can, you know, be lied about and manipulated about. Absolutely. I, I'm not saying that that's not the case. And that could be the case with both of these individuals, all of these individuals we talked about, Ezekiel Elliott, all that. But at the same time, what if it's what if it happened? What if it's true? If it's true, you've already paid them. You've already given them the money. There's there's nothing like they still got everything. You know, and the courts take forever to decide anything. So hold their money. Keep it from them. And maybe they're going to push their lawyers to get something done in court. Maybe things will get done quicker and faster because the player wants it to get done. Instead of the player saying, oh, you know, hold off the courts as long as possible so I can get paid and make more money right now. It's ridiculous. That would be my Christmas wish. You know, these athletes getting, you know, fair punishment across the board, uh, fair treatment across the board. I think that would be great. I think I think it would. Um, I think it would be great. I think it would be a good thing to see. Um, but in this issue, especially with Antonio Brown right now, I mean, through the things that have come out, you can definitely see there is lying, um, at least clearly on his side of things, possibly on the Bucks side of things too. But uh, there's been multiple situations come up with him, multiple things in the past. He's clearly not living a professional lifestyle. There's clearly things that's not professional about him and his professional career outside of what he wants should be ended. Like the NFL doesn't need to sign him. You know, teams don't need to sign him. Trust me, there's going to be some arena football team. There's going to be some XFL team or whatever. You know, this spring league that's starting up this year with the American Football League or whatever. Someone's going to sign him for money and whatnot. He can still make a living. And it's sad that someone will do that because it's all about money. And owners want money. And owners want to win. And I guarantee someone in the NFL is going to sign him next year. And he'll be on a roster somewhere. And it really shouldn't happen. Because him coming out and saying business next year is going to be booming is a spit in the face to the NFL, to the Bucks, to fans. It, it's a spit in everyone's face of, I can do whatever the hell I want, and people are still going to sign me and pay me. That's not okay, guys. That's not okay. We're not, we're not teaching anything good to the youth or even adults of the world today um, by letting that, that just slide. Um, so, yeah, and, and this is regardless. Like, I'm not saying what's false, what's real. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that based on the information we have, we know there's lies coming from him because of the way he acted on the field. We know there's a history of things. So this is not a one-time occurrence. This is continuously happening. I mean, it, there's clearly things that are wrong. There's clearly things that need to be stopped. If it's mental health, he doesn't need to play in the NFL because he needs to get help. If it's not mental health, he doesn't need to play in the NFL because he's not professional. Either way you look at it, that's what the solution is. Ha have him be done. Have his career be done. You know. Um, and then we do want to mention real quick. Uh, we'll hop off it. Uh, we'll hop off the whole thing about you know players being treated equal and being fair. But Ben Roethlisberger's last game in Pittsburgh. You know, finally uh, we see that amazing legacy. Um, you know, he's a wonderful quarterback. Um, 
you know, no ill feelings or anything with us here on the the podcast with him, but we are glad to see that he's done because uh, this is a guy that was hurting his team this year more than he helped it, and and that's just because he was aging. He wasn't looking good. I mean, it's just how it happened. It declined, and this team is built to win now. They really are. Um, I mean, if they can go sign a decent quarterback next year, a Kirk Cousins type quarterback, I mean. This is a team that could contend for a Super Bowl, and it, it, you know, he was the reason that they couldn't this year. Just offensively, they didn't have the firepower, but they have all the weapons. Um, they have a great defense. Like this is a team that's built to succeed and win, and uh, so we're happy to see him move on. Uh, happy to see, you know, hopefully the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, rise back up to being a super competitive team, and uh, we think they will, um, depending on who they get a quarterback. But uh, yeah, you know, great thing for Ben. Uh, really excited to see his last game there. It's clear that. You know, he wanted that to be his last game. It's clear that he's finally ready to go. Um, and I think it was one season too long. But, uh, you know, that's the thing. This franchise had a lot of great years with him. And uh, I think it, it was fine for them to say, hey, we owe it to you. We're going to give you a year that, hey, we're not going to be competitive, but you're still going to be our quarterback. That's fine. You know, you have a lot of great years and you give up, you know, a really bad year this year for that. Uh, some people would say two bad years because last year wasn't that great either. But, uh yeah, really good. Um, I'm excited to see that. I love seeing that from a franchise. I have a lot of respect for the Steelers because they did that. Um, you know, most teams would kick a guy to the curb and trade him and move him and, and all that stuff. Uh, you know, Jerry Jones does that with quarterbacks all the time. As soon as, you know, what have you done for me lately? As soon as somebody else comes in and plays really well, okay, I'm done with you. So um, I'm, I'm glad to see, you know, the Steelers were willing to be very loyal in that sense. Um, you know, much like the Colts when Peyton Manning, you know, had his injury and everything. So, yeah. Uh, Really good, you know, round of applause for him. And yeah, we'll go ahead and, and jump off here for today, guys. Like I said, we'll probably do another uh, bonus episode or something, probably talking about quarterback controversies going into the offseason, things like that. Um, but it's exciting week 18 of the NFL season, first time ever. Um, so it'll be an exciting week of games. There's a few playoff situations that are still up in the air. So we'll see how those uh, those play out. And, yeah, it's exciting playoffs. I think it's going to be a really, really good uh, postseason this year. So very excited to see that. And, again, Aurora and I are travel agents specializing at Disney, Universal, World Caribbean, Carnival Cruise Line, Sandals Resort. So reach out to us. We'd love to help you book your next set of magical memories. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you again soon.